Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Unfiltered Truth podcast. It has been a hot minute since I recorded an episode, and I am just so excited to speak to you all today. It is just going to be me. It's a solo little riff. And basically what I really want to speak about is business. I want to speak about opinions and I'm just going to see where the conversation goes, right? I've had a few of you in the Facebook community really want to hear me speak about articulation, really want to hear me speak about opinions. And I feel like I have been really, really hammering opinions recently and the importance of opinions. But what I find and what I know to be true is that a lot of people actually cannot articulate opinions because they don't actually know what it's like to hold disagreement and their perception on opinions is different. So this is going to be a jam-packed episode full about opinions, how I have grown up in an environment where I actually could articulate my opinions and what my intention is for my business and how I can create and emulate that environment for my clients. So if you are someone that wants to become more articulate, you want to become more opinionated, you want to understand how to articulate your opinions, buckle in because this is going to be an incredible episode for you. Let's get into it. So what I actually believe and, and where I believe we need to start is what we perceive as being opinionated, right? And I have actually Googled the definition of opinionated, and I'm going to read to you what it says. Characterized by conceited assertiveness, an arrogant and opinionated man is the example. Similar words, dogmatic of fixed views, arrogant, prejudiced, bigoted, inflexible, bias. The opposite to opinionated is open-minded. And it actually baffled me when I Googled the definition of opinionated and that came up because I just thought to myself, in what world is being opinionated being prejudiced? In what world is being opinionated mean that you're a bigot or mean that you're arrogant? And this is the part where I actually believe that the reason why a lot of us aren't opinionated or aren't inherently opinionated is because of the fact that we fear judgment. We fear being wrong. We fear being rude. We fear being arrogant because of the conditioning, because of how we actually perceive opinionated to be. So I'm going to rewrite the definition from the get-go so we can actually really anchor into this definition together of what it means to be opinionated. And for me, opinionated simply just means that you are able to assess and evaluate a situation, whether it be political, whether it be social, whether it be economic or whatever it may be, and you're able to formulate an opinion that is backed by fact and backed by evidence and that you believe to be true. How much better is that definition, firstly? How much better is that definition? The reason why I say that, right, that you believe to be true is because I believe that when it comes to opinions and learning to articulate your opinions, what is fundamental about this is that you actually can articulate and formulate a response or an opinion that you believe to be true and you get to understand that other people might not believe that as their truth. So when you're sharing an opinion, it is not about being the truth. It is not about what you think is correct or right and what everyone else needs to believe. 
It's like, hey, I've evaluated and formulated my own opinion on this situation through my belief system, through my values, and this is the conclusion that I have drawn, and this is what I believe to be true for me. This is my truth, but I don't think it needs to be the collective truth. And if a lot more of us actually adopted this mentality when it came to opinions, we would have a lot less conflict, genuinely a lot less conflict, a lot more compromise and a lot more convicted leaders. And the reason why I think learning to formulate an opinion now is so important than ever is looking at our political and social environment and the realm and and about what is actually going on. And, And I'm going to kind of briefly, very, very briefly speak to the Jordan Peterson case. Now, if you know me and you follow me on Instagram and you've been in my trainings, you know that I very, very much admire Jordan Peterson and like he is an incredible, incredible speaker, right? But he is currently in the judicial system in in Canada around potentially losing his his license, um, his psychology license, right, into practice, primarily based on some tweets that he sent out. There are a range of tweets that have been noted in the case some relating to his political views, some related to his distaste and dislike for Trudeau, the prime minister. And basically this thing has gone to court. The board has taken him to court and they actually won unanimously. So what it means when if someone wins unanimously is that all judges have agreed. So all three agreed that Jordan Peterson is held to a higher professional standard on free speech. So his, I guess, punishment, if you will, was to undergo social media sensitivity training. Now, this decision sets a very dangerous precedent, which means that other cases can rely on this precedent in their own argument. Jordan Peterson is appealing this to the Supreme Court. I'm pretty sure in the hierarchy, the court hierarchy, it was in like the district realm. I could be completely entirely wrong, so don't just take that with a grain of salt. He will be appealing it and he has already said that he will be taking this all all the way. Okay, why am I speaking about this case in relation to opinions? Because this man, a very professional political man, if you will, he has beliefs. I believe we all have beliefs that surround politics and end policy, shared his opinions online on Twitter and is under fire for it. There are different perspectives and opinions on Jordan Peterson, right? Some people believe for him to be, you either hate him or love him, to be honest, you either hate him or love him. And that's the really interesting part. We have never seen in our lifetime free speech like this be targeted. This is why having free speech is so important in our constitution. But basically what this decision entailed is that because Jordan Peterson is a professional, he is held to a higher professional standard and therefore there are some political things and beliefs and thoughts, etc., that he cannot share online. Like I said, he's appealing it. The problem that this shows is broader than Jordan Peterson. And I want to relate it to a social media context of no wonder people are feeling silenced to share their opinions 
when one, look at the definition of opinionated in Google, but two, we have a very, very intelligent, wealthy man being targeted and essentially being told, hey, you have free freedom of speech, but you actually don't in the same breath. This is why I believe it is more important than ever before to share your opinions, but it's difficult to share what you don't know, right? The more conviction we have in the online space, the more conviction we have in social media sets a very, very incredible standard that in order to thrive in business, you have to be convicted. What this inherently as a consequence will develop is leaders that are opinionated and actually thought provoking leaders that actually go beyond and stretch the innovation and creativity threshold, which I'm going to speak to about in this episode. I am so passionate about creating opinionated leaders and cultivating bold leaders in this industry, in the online space, in the corporate space, right? This is where I'm actually expanding beyond business to corporate. You know, I've got a girlfriend that does law, right? Her and I have incredible conversations about her workplace and what she faces. And it's just like, this conversation is so much bigger than the coaching industry. Holding an opinion is so much bigger than we realize. And it actually makes me sad when I see people feeling silenced and not knowing what their opinion is. That actually makes me sad because I don't want you to go through your life go through your lifetime thinking you need to be silenced, thinking that you need to dilute your expression. I don't believe you need to dilute your expression. I think what we need a lot more of is understanding of different expressions and that we don't push expressions onto other people into the sense of like, you need to believe what I believe or because otherwise you're X, Y, Z. I think we all get to have an opinion. We all get to have our own expression without pushing it down each other's throats. But What you get to do, particularly in business, which is just so exciting, is you get to develop your stance. You get to develop your perspective. You get to develop your lens in which you want to speak to things in through where you want to speak to things through and the people that relate and the people that align with that belief, that align with that opinion. That's how you build an audience. That is how you build a community. It goes back to the fundamental basics of like, you know, you will hire someone or you'll work with someone whose values are aligned. It's like, where did we cross? Where did we blur the line between values and opinions? I think opinions are values, right? But all of a sudden opinions are things that we say behind closed doors because, oh my God, that's too controversial. But I can say that my value is authenticity and honesty and and all the things on the scenes. So what I want to do is bring the opinions and the things and the conversations that you say behind the scenes, I want to bring them on the scenes because that is what is actually going to build more connection and relationship with your audience. The longer that you don't actually show your conviction and show your level of responsibility and show your opinions, you're actually repelling your audience because they don't know who you are. They know who you are on the scenes and that's perfect, but they don't actually know who you are behind the scenes. And that creates, creates a level of anonymity that people actually are repelled by because people, particularly in the online space where we're investing a lot of money, they want to invest money into people that they know. But how do I know you if you're too fucking scared to tell me why you picked Voxer over WhatsApp? And like one of my favorite things and excuses that people say is I don't know my opinions or I don't hold an opinion on that. And to me, it's like if if you don't hold an opinion on something, I'm actually concerned. Even if 
It's such a random example. But even if you don't hold an opinion on whether or not you like mint chocolate chip ice cream, like we've got a problem because opinions are formed in the micro moments. It's formed in whether you go to Woolworths or Coles, if you're in Australia, you know what I mean? It's formed in whether or not you use Voxer or WhatsApp for your clients. It's formed in whether or not you use Google Meets or Zoom for your clients. It's formed in what color your branding is, what content you share, whatever it is, your opinions are formed in these micro moments. This is how people are actually going to connect with you, right? And it's we're so content with sharing our values of I value honesty, I value loyalty, and I value health. But then it's like, oh, share me share with me an opinion on your health. It's like, oh, all of a sudden I don't have an opinion. It's like, no, babe, you actually don't value that thing as much as you thought you did. Because if you did, you'd have an opinion to share with me. Does that make sense? And this is the part where we get so tripped up in like values are basic. And that's like, we do that in the first bit of our self-development journey. And then people forget to continue to really refine their values. And where the refinement of values come in is with learning to articulate an opinion. It's with learning, okay, cool. It's one thing for me to say that I value honesty, but if I was to question you and give me evidence as to where and why you value honesty, could you give that to me? Formulating an opinion is not only about values and your beliefs, but it also comes down to you having evidence to back up why you think that way. So for example, if someone was to come into a program with me or they were to come into private mentorship and they were to ask me an opinion on on why I think <laughs> opinions are important, I would be able to give you evidence as to why I think opinions are important. My evidence is I think opinions are inherently a part of human nature. I think our belief systems have tricked us into thinking that we need to belong and therefore we need to be silenced. Whereas I think belonging comes from expression and belonging comes from actually learning to take up space and be bold. I think opinions are for as long as we ignore our opinions, for as long as we ignore the formulation of these arguments, we're actually denying ourselves of a level of existence, right? We're denying ourselves a level of existence of there's actually more to life than just agreeing with everyone else or operating in defense and offense mode all the time. There's actually more to life. So that's like from the lens of life, why I believe opinions are important through the lens of business. I think I'm not fucking paying any money to someone that's not convicted in their opinions. And there's, and this is the part it's like sharing your opinion once means jack shit to me, to be honest. Like I actually don't care. You repeat it over and over and over and over again. That's where conviction lies. It's so funny. I was having a conversation with a, with a client and we were talking about content creation. We were talking about opinions and things like that. And I said to her, I said, you've shared this opinion once and that's great. I like this opinion. Why have you not told me again and again and again and again and again? And this is the part where it's like people think we need to keep reinventing the wheel. We need to keep reinventing the idea. We need to keep reinventing what we share. But truthfully, brand awareness and authority comes from repetition. There are things that I have been teaching since day one that I'm just known for. Even opinions and debating and conviction. I grew up in a family where we debated. My pop was a very political man. He was also a writer, 
My family is very intelligent. My dad was an ex-police officer, ex-lawyer. Um, he's retired now, but those were his two major careers. My uncle was a police officer. I have been surrounded by people that have been very, very emotionally intelligent and have always debated, you know, when, if you would ever be a fly on the wall in any of the, of like my family gatherings, if you will, we are all so direct. It's like not even fucking funny. Like there are things that I have said to my uncles, for example, that my partner has been like, I cannot believe you just said that to your uncle. And I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? I'm being honest. Right. And that's just always been the mentality in our families. Like I'm just being honest. You know, the other night <laughs> I was saying something to my partner, my mom replied and I said, I wasn't talking to you. And Angus was like horrified. My partner, he was like, I can't believe you're just so rude to your mom. And I was like, but I wasn't talking to her. So how else would I phrase it? And my mom was like, yeah, she wasn't talking to me. So it was just so funny to see that contrast of just how naturally and inherently direct I am with my own parents. Whereas that's actually not normalized. And this is the part that actually got me thinking around environment and how environment is actually such a crucial factor in formulating your opinions and how business can either be your biggest hindrance when it comes to environment or your biggest, your biggest magnetizer. So even just thinking back to my environment, you know, I grew up, I was, I did debating in high school. Like I was the, you know, the silent speaker that like writes the speeches. I did that. I was in mock trial. I was in mock mediation. My degrees in law. I I'm very familiar with getting up in like a mock courthouse and delivering a case, not looking at notes, knowing the legislation, being questioned by judges, having to respond straight away, and and judges wanting to trip you up. Right? They want they want to see how how strong you are in your arguments. So they'll ask questions. They'll ask questions. And in law, what you're taught to say in these mock trial environments is so funny when you disagree with the judge and they, they keep coming at you with questions and, and you want to, you don't want to waver from your argument. You have to say that is the highest I can put it, your honor. <laughs> that is the highest I can put it. And I say that in my life, like when I'm debating with my dad, I'm like, that's the highest I can put it. And I even say that in business, like you can come at me and try and convince me that I am incorrect, but this is what I believe to be true through my belief system. And that is the highest I can put it. <laughs> right? I, I can't, I can't put it any higher because I've already told you what I believe. And I already told you my opinion. And I am so lucky to have grown up in an environment where I have just debated, right? And, and I feel like my dad has just taught me so much and he's a very private man. I would love to get him on a podcast, but I really doubt that's going to happen ever. He's literally so private. Um, so you'll just hear me speak about him, but I remember he taught me the value of, of word and the value of words so early on in my teenage years. And I remember, you know, even for example, when we, when I was nine or 10, we got my dog, Bella, just kidding. She's anxious, but anyways, we got my dog. And I said, when I was 10 years old, I said to him, I'll look after her. I'll look after her. Like I'll pick up the poo. I'll do this. I'll do that. Like she can be my dog. He still to this day holds me accountable for that. Even though I was 10 years old and had no idea the responsibility of a dog, he will still hold me accountable to that. Whenever they go away and I house sit, he says, you're house sitting because you, this is your dog. You said it was your dog. So this is your dog. It was never the family dog. It was my dog. And he has held me to that literally what she is now 12 years old. So she's, he's held me that held me to that for 12, 13 years. 
the value of word. When I was younger, when I was about 13, 14, I told him that I would go for a walk every day, right? I said, I promise I'm going to go for a walk every day. I didn't do it. So whenever I wanted something else from him, whenever I wanted to do something else, he said no on the grounds that I didn't go for a walk every day and he didn't trust my word. So what did I do? I started going for a walk every day because what I realized was my word means so much that when I back down on my word, even if it's as simple as I'm not going for a walk, it has a ripple effect into every area of my life. And it's just so crazy when I, when I think back to how I was raised and think back to that standard, because I feel like a lot of people in their environment, um, didn't have, didn't have that standard. Right. And I feel like as I became an adult and started my business, the power of word and the power of action has definitely translated into business because I understand that fundamentally, if I want to do something, it's not good enough to just say it. I have to have the action to follow it because then my word means nothing. Then what I say literally means nothing, right? I could say to you today that, you know, I'm going to post every day on social media, but unless I do that, you're not going to believe that I'm correct, right? You're not going to believe for me to be true, right? Unless I tell you that I'm going to record a podcast every single week, you're not going to believe in me until I actually do that thing. So where are you currently playing into that? Where are you currently saying one thing and then literally just not doing it? Because that is going to have a ripple effect in how you actually formulate and articulate your opinion. Because if you can't follow and back your word on one thing, even if it's simple as going to the gym or going for a walk or whatever it is, if you can't back yourself in that word, you're going to have a lot of trouble formulating a convicting argument and formulating an opinion. So that's the standard that I set in my world is one, very zero context or very little to zero context. I should say when, when my clients ask me a question, cause I don't need context, I need directness Two, what I don't tolerate is backing out of your word. And then, you know, when we look at it through a legal lens, that's come, that's when we come into contracts and things like that, right? Why do you think contracts exist to uphold people's word? So, you know, naturally the development of holding people accountable and holding a level of responsibility dates back forever for humanity. And it's shown in different lenses, legal lens, we've got contracts where I think it's important in business is through this lens of I'm a convicted leader. I genuinely believe that every, every business owner should be convicted or in their conviction, I should say not a convicted criminal <laughs> in their conviction. I actually believe that in order to be a great business owner, you need to have that concept about yourself because I can tell when I go on your social media, when I look at your stories, when I look at your body language, when I read your copy, when I look at your eye contact, I can tell straight away whether or not you're in your own conviction. I can tell straight away whether you're a leader. I can tell straight away whether you're bold, fierce, courageous, brave. I can literally tell within two seconds. And that's me, which means that your audience can feel it. So we can look at why am, why are my things not selling? Why, why is nothing working? And it's like, well, okay, 
do you believe in what you're saying? Are you sticking to your word? And do you have an opinion on fucking anything at this point? Anything. And if your answer is no, what are you doing wasting your own time? This is the where. The person and the human behind the business is so crucial for your own success. It is so crucial. And understanding what makes you tick, understanding your own belief system and values as the vessel into how you communicate your opinions. That is how you build a successful business in the online space. And what I don't want to hear is, but I'm not a coach. I don't care. I don't care if you're not a coach. You could be anyone. But if you're telling me that you don't hold an opinion, we have a problem that is far bigger than my business isn't working. Because let me tell you, the, pr- the reason why your business isn't working is because of the problem that we have, that we're facing, that you can't hold an opinion. Because with opinions comes decisions and with business comes decisions. So I can guarantee if you find that you struggle to hold an opinion, you struggle to make decisions quickly. How to scale your business is through quick decisions. Can we see the link? Can we see why things aren't working out? (laughs) Or where things could be elevated, where things could be refined? Can we see it? Because I can. My goal is to actually create an environment in my world and in my community where this is normalized, where the environment that I was raised in, I get to create for my community, where we debate, where we agree to disagree, where I teach you how to be a convicted and bold leader, where I teach you how to be direct in a very neutral way, where I teach you to stop playing into defensiveness and start coming into neutrality, where I teach you how to dissect your own opinions, your own values, and emulate that and translate that into business. Like, I I speak about strategy, right? I speak about shadow work. I speak about emotional intelligence. I teach all of these things. I teach mindset. This component is such a big missing component from the online industry, is teaching people how to actually think for themselves at the end of the day, how to think for for yourself without looking to what every other coach is doing, to look what their branding is, what their photo shoot was, what they're teaching, what their name is, what are they pricing? How much wasted energy have you spent looking at what everyone else is doing for your tick of approval? What would it look like? What would it look like? If we came back into a level of self-responsibility and went, hang on, I actually can do my life, my business, my way. There will always be consequences. There's always going to be a consequence to sharing an opinion. There's always going to be a consequence to sharing things your way. Just like there's a consequence to not sharing things, to diluting your power, to diluting your voice. There is always consequences. And what you need to understand and grasp today is that people are not going to like you. People are going to think you're rude. They're going to think you're offensive. They're going to think you're a bitch. You're whatever. Insert your biggest fear here. Your biggest fear is going to come true. You're going to survive it. Get over it and start showing up in your business like who you actually are. Do not disrespect yourself that much that you would rather dilute your own voice to please others. That's boring. If you want to please others, don't start a business. 
Let's be real. If you're like, I'm a chronic people pleaser, get over it. Because then you will build a business where you continue to please others and you're stuck in the same cycle. When you're stuck in the same cycle, there is no growth. I don't desire that for you. I don't want that for you. And you shouldn't want it for yourself either. So that's this next evolution. The next phase of business, if you will. 2024 is going to be so incredible. And, you know, in my private mentorship, for example, my one-on-ones and my masterminds, we actually have a segment called the great debate where I actually make them debate on different topics. And one of our recent debates was actually on the definition of expression. And it was just so fucking cool. And I've just never seen anyone do this before. And you can look at it and through, oh, so boring. I would look at it through the lens of how fucking liberating that you're taught how to disagree with others, how to be neutral. I can guarantee whatever self-doubt, fear, et cetera, is holding you back in business, the antidote is opinions. And the antidote to that is conviction. So that was my little riff. I just wanted to kind of stimulate a really thought-provoking conversation. I wanted to stimulate a particular perspective within you. I wanted you to be thinking. I wanted you to, to understand why you are the way that you are and how how we can actually elevate your life and business to feel more liberating and more freedom. You know, we want freedom. This is going to be the key that unlocks the lock. Conviction at the end of the day is honesty. And if you say you value honesty, this is where you can potentially refine your own values and belief system. So I'm going to leave it there. That was my riff. Slide into my DMs if you liked this episode or post in the Facebook community. The community is going to be as expansive as you make it. So if no one posts in there, it's boring, right? It's not expansive. That My job isn't to facilitate an expansive space. My job is to co-create it with you, right? And if you're not willing to lean in and co-create that, we have a problem. So utilize the Facebook community. Come into my DMs. Share this episode onto your stories. Share it with others. Let me know what you're most excited to hear about on the podcast in terms of opinions, conviction, etc. If you want to learn more, I have a free experience coming very, very soon where you get to, to hear even more on this topic. So if you're like, please give me the link before you launch it, slide into my DMs or send you the link to sign up for free. It will most likely be at the end of September or early October. If you want to hear more about what is transpiring in my world and you want to hear about some offers and you want to hear how to join my world to become a convicted and opinionated leader in business and you want to learn how to be direct, <laughs> come into my DMs. We can have a conversation. There are so many exciting things coming out and particularly in 2024 that I am planning for. I'm contemplating doing a wait list. Not sure yet, but things are just things are just very exciting and I'm so excited to, to have them on the scenes. If you want more, you want an in-person element, I am currently taking applications for my March 2024 retreat. It is going to be in Sydney. I have booked a two-level three-bedroom penthouse, baby, for four guests. If you want to apply, you want more information, come into my DMs. You know all the things, right? Come into my DMs with questions. (laughs) I am here. I am here to answer them. So many exciting things are happening, and I'm just so excited to speak about them all very, very soon. 
Anyways, I'm going now. (laughs) I'm going to stop talking. I hope this episode resonated with you. I will speak to you in the next one.